You are listening to the episode 15 of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empower you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I'm Francine Bailey, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. Are you at a point in life where you are looking for more meaning in your work and in your life, make more money and lead a movement to change the world? Let's have a chat. Go to www.francinebelay.com slash podcast. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash podcast and click on request a call button for more information. Wow, wow, wow. Can you believe it? This is the 15th episode, which is the last episode of the season one series of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. It was an exciting journey to produce these first 15 episodes. I've learned so much about podcasting and from my awesome guests and hope that all the stories shared have helped you to reignite old dreams, to re-energize you to follow your dreams and live the life you want now. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, go and listen to them because you're going to find real gems in it. So today I'm excited as usual, to discuss with Sonia Morton-Ferf. She is a high-performance executive coach, property investor, and physique competitor. Sonia left a corporate high-pressured sales job in the City of London after 20 years to start her business in fashion and fitness, building a strong brand that ended up selling this business to her business partner. So she confessed that she was successful, but not fulfilled. Um, and that is actually the ultimate failure, as she puts it. She took what she's learned in her corporate life and in business to support businesses and help people discover their passion and their purpose. She opens up about some tough moments when she lost her job, her home, and her relationship in the same week. Uh, but also how reaching this very low point in her life enabled her to grow and learn and even helped her discover her true purpose. She shares the strategies that she applied to get back on her feet. She also tells me how her definition of who she is has drastically changed in the past two years as she understands with time that it's not just all about money, but there is also contribution in life and feeling that you are really contributing. She does share, nevertheless, great tips and ways that you can increase your income and build financial freedom and alternative ways to fund what you care the most in life. Sonia believes that we all have power within us and we need to tap into that power sometimes with the help of other people. Now let's dive in. Hi, Sonia. 
Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. Hi, Francine. It's lovely to be here today. Today on Women's Day, which is a very important day. So thank you so much for welcoming me to your show. Yeah, special women for special occasion, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Sonia, you work with entrepreneurs and CEO and providing them with the strategies to help them with big performance. Can you explain how you are doing that and which avenue do you take? Yeah, absolutely, Francine. So this is something that I've started recently and really I'm coming from my background. So I've been in the corporate world or was in the corporate world for about 20 years in in sales in a very fast-paced, high-pressured environment of the city. So very much in a man's world, but I learned a lot in the sales and developing the business over the years. I then went on to set up my own business um, in fashion gym wear, which was also my passion, the the fitness world. Um, And after two and a half years of that and doing everything there was to do with the business, as you know, it's quite difficult at the start, but I built up a brand, built up a social media presence, um, had people working um, for me, and, uh, and we were on the stage of getting investment in, and I had a lot of sleepless nights and ended up, a long story short, ended up selling my shares to my business partner and going back into corporate life. But before I did that, I set up an entrepreneur's club and really took all my learnings from being running my own business and and helped them in not making the same mistakes. Because I do believe a lot of what you learn in life is through your mistakes and not just through your successes. Yeah. So I think really going back to how I've got to where I've got to today. I went back into corporate life and I've been sort of successful on various different levels. Um, So I'm I'm financially free. I've got my own property portfolio. Um, And I've also taken my body to the extreme and competed on stage in physique competitions. So that with my corporate career and and my, basically my experience in business, I think I can give a lot back to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really spent a lot of time last year trying to figure out what my purpose was. Mm-hmm. And I, I gave up a, you know, a very well-paid job um, with, you know, a nice pension, nice perks, the city life, um, and really to discover what my purpose was. Um, and, and, I, and I really, really felt the calling to give back and to help other people really develop their passion and their purpose. Mm. Uh, And more recently, I just qualified as an executive coach. So I've gone through the training. It's ICF, the International Coaching Federation approved. Um, And I'm now starting to target entrepreneurs. I've I've had some some clients that are entrepreneurs and CEOs. And I'm taking that stage further and and helping mentoring people as well. And offering my services to some of the accelerators that are out there. Oh, cool. So, and tell me, how did you find this call? I understood that, you know, you started, you become an entrepreneur, that you have to go back in corporate and then how, and actually doing what you are doing now, but how did that start? Because you also say that you only found your purpose last year. Uh, So it's so interesting to really understand how did happen? How that happened, actually? How did you finally find that purpose? What was the, you know, trigger for that? 
Yeah, do you know what fancying is not as easy as people think? Yeah, I know that. That's why I'm asking. It really isn't. Um, yes. you know, I, I I came out of the corporate life the first time thinking, you know, I wanted to do something in health and fitness because I love health and fitness. And, you know, I go to the gym um, every day and I thought maybe that's something mm. I can start a business in. And I tried that and I, and I loved the fashion industry, but that wasn't it. And it wasn't until... Last year, I I reached a particular low point in my life. Mm. And I think it's at moments of low points that actually you can really grow and learn. And if you can turn those low points around and look at the benefits that, that those bring you. And, and it was really at a time where I'd mo- I was moving home. Uh, after 20 years I I used to live in in an area of London in a beautiful home Mm -hmm. and I was about to move move home Uh, I was in a relationship that would come to a sudden end Mm. and I'd just given up my job so basically I I didn't have a job I didn't have a home and my relationship had just come to to an end in the same week oh my gosh and um, not only that, I walked into my new house. I just just completed, and I'd, I'd, I'd asked a builder just to do some decoration work. And as I opened the door, <laughs> he literally he, he trashed the place. Well, I didn't even have a home. I had to live at friends' houses for the next sort of couple few months. Yeah. So I was in a real position transition period and I and I looked at it and, and I thought I can do two, one or two things oh. I can really spiral into negativity you know think woe is me what's happened oh gosh I better go back to corporate life because at least that offers me security mm. or I could look at this and think actually the universe has given me this opportunity for a reason and I need to figure this out. And I turn to a lot of gurus, actually. I, so I, I do, I, I look at a lot of personal growth. I, I've been on Tony Robbins. I, I listen to Deepak Chopra, to Oprah. Mm-hmm. And I started meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, Francine, this is where I discovered my purpose. And I mm-hmm. I'd advise any of your listeners mm-hmm. um, that are trying to figure out the next stage of their life is to spend some time in stillness. Mm-hmm. And I just moved to Richmond and I found beauty in nature. And I mm-hmm. just I, I just walked in, in Richmond Park and sat and meditated. And it was in those moments of stillness that the answers came to me. I, I wanted to give back. You know, people had said to me, you're very good with people. Uh, you, you know, you like listening to people. I, I find people fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when we talked before this, we, we mentioned that uh, how interesting it is talking to inspirational people. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I love that as well. So I was trying to think, okay, what can I do? that gives back because I really did want to serve I feel like I've got some experience uh, behind me so what could I do to give back serve and help other people Mm. Uh, and and coaching was came to my coaching came to me 
Yeah, yeah. I think this is beautiful, actually. I think that I can sense, you know, even with online, I can sense people are trying to give back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, this is really, uh, you know, your your story is so um you know, insightful, because as you say, you know, during these low moments, you know, one or two things, you can do one of two things, you know, everything is suddenly coming like a low point. And then you wonder, how can I go, you know, above this, you know, it can be very easy to, you know, lose hope and say, well, you know, everything is over now. But, you know, getting above all your circumstances and go through what you have to go through and really find yourself on the other side is so powerful actually because now you can teach people you know now you have this experience and people who haven't seen that you know light at the end of the tunnel yet so you can show them that there is a light. There is a light, no matter how dark it is on the other side. There is. And you know what I, obviously what I went through, you know, some people go through some awful things yeah. in life and that's where I really want to help. So, mm. you know, not only do I want to help entrepreneurs and startups from, from going through areas of, of stress and in their own business, but I'd, I'd also like to help women as well um, mm. that, that are in, maybe situations that they found themselves in due to all sorts of different horrible circumstances. And I'd like to help them find their power because I really honestly believe we all have power within us and it's just tapping into that power. And and sometimes it takes other people to help you get there. You you all have it in us, but because of circumstances, it's been buried deep inside. And usually that, that could go back to, you know, childhood how you're brought up, what your situation or your circumstances is. And it means that sometimes you just can't tap into that power and you need other people to help you. Mm, no, you're totally right. You know, we all need that. You know, I, I always talk about that. You know, you 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 have to surround yourself with other people that can see your light because you, yourself sometimes you can't. So now let's talk about meaningful work and meaningful life, Sonia. Um, what is your definition, would you say, of meaningful work and meaningful life? Okay, so I think the definition is different for everybody. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Everyone is different. So for me, um, meaningful work is work where I feel fulfilled. Uh, I am serving as well as, it's got to be a balance. So I've got to get something from it and the other person has to get something. It's got to be a two-way street. Everything's got to be in balance. So what fulfills me as a person is, is, is helping other people. I mean, that is very fundamentally something that's very intrinsic in me now and something that I've learned over the, just the last few years. I mean, as I said, I was in sales for 20 years in a very selfish um, industry, if you like, the finance yes. industry. It's not necessarily an industry associated with giving back. and that's why I didn't feel fulfilled I was successful Mm. but not fulfilled and that is actually the ultimate failure yeah me if you're successful but not fulfilled that is the ultimate failure because in in theory success should mean being fulfilled Mm. and you know 
money is important. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not one of these people that sit <laughs> and forget money because, of course, we all have to pay our bills. Money does bring about a certain amount of life and we need it. Mm-hmm. However, money is not everything. And if you lead your life just chasing the dollars or mm-hmm. chasing the pounds, as we're hearing, <laughs> it, it, you, you're, you're never going to feel fulfilled. You, yeah. you can't tell me that those ultra billionaires out there that are just thinking about money are fulfilled. I mean, that's why so many billionaires turn to philanthropy mm-hmm. and turn to charity work, because actually that's what that's what fulfills them, giving back, that yeah. sense of giving back. And I think the older we get, you know, I'm I'm now in my um 40s. Mm-hmm. Certainly, as I've the older I've got, the more I've realized that it's that it's not just all about money. Yeah, and actually, there's something much more important in life, and that is is giving and feeling that you're contributing. And and contribution doesn't necessarily mean monetary contribution. That could mean anything. It could mean just talking to people and helping them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. So, um, uh, tell, now, when did you realize who you are? <laughs> <What's> your- <laughs> I even even laugh because you know I think this is a big question but you know it's still an important question when did you realize who you are and what you're meant to do in life well it's it's a it's 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 a good question a very good question Francine and I think um, I would have answered that question in a different way depending on where I was in life so certainly a couple of years ago if you'd asked me who am I I would have said I'm a very successful career woman Uh driven and um, ambitious Uh Uh, and you know I have asked my friends to describe me what what would they label me as and determined has come back (laughs) glamorous successful and and at the end of the day they're all just labels Uh Because if you take all those labels away, I mean, who am I? Who are we? Yeah, we're left with we we're, exist. We're 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 conscious beings. Um, and you know, I would describe myself now as a form of energy, a light, vibrant source of energy. Mm. And I think that's the source of who I am. And I, I, I would, I would like to say, I radiate light and energy to help other people and that might sound a little bit woo-woo <laughs> out there uh, but I, I honestly believe that yeah we do project an outer being and if you you know if I were project to project my outer being it would be yes a, a successful glamorous determined uh, strong woman that's got a lot of empathy for people but you strip all those labels away and who am I I'm, I'm, I'm a, an energy being um, that vibrates at a high energy. I love that. I love the fact that you say, you know, if you strip out all these labels, what am I left with? This is an important question that people need to ask themselves, mm. you know, because at the end of the day, label or what people perceive of who we are is just yeah. that label. But, you know, who you are really deep inside yourself, you know that, you know, that is the essence of you. who you are is totally important. And yes, when you find that it really, it does feel good. You know, if you don't, if you haven't found that yet, you know, I think that is like a perpetual quest uh, for people to go to. So tell me, uh, Sonia, uh, 
what is one of the toughest moments that finally ended up to be a blessing in disguise in your life? Wow. Okay. Uh, toughest moments. I've, I've had a few. <laughs> yes. The, the um, one where everything was falling apart. I don't know if there is even tougher than that. <laughs> well, I think that that was a tough moment. And yeah. I think I certainly, um, and, and that happened last year, and, and I did gain a lot from that. As mm. I said, it sent me on this journey. It sent me to really look at my purpose and and look at my legacy and what I'm I'm leaving on this planet. And I think that was the moment I discovered that. But I've I've had, I think going back a few years, um, I faced a situation that where, where my father was unfortunately um thrown into prison. It was a it was an awful situation. Mm. And having to deal with seeing somebody that you love mm. put in those conditions very unfairly. Um and really you know for me my father was on a pedestal all my life yes yeah see him in those that situation and deal with what he was going through and uh was very very tough on 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 me and obviously him and the rest of the family and I think probably that was one of the toughest moments of my life seeing that Mm -hmm. seeing my father go through that and and feeling the the anxiety and the hurt and the pain that he, he was going through uh, something I'll never forget, but it it, it helps me if I look back now, mm. become more spirited and and, and a stronger fighter because I fought tooth and nail to get him out of prison, mm. and I tell you I I I'll always do that. I mean, it was it was a real turning point um, for me and uh, made me realize how strong I am inside. So when you look back, actually, then at your childhood, how would you say that it has prepared you to be who you are today? Very, very interesting. I I didn't exactly have the happiest of childhoods. Uh, I was brought up in uh, Newcastle, which is an amazing town. I absolutely love Newcastle. But I was brought up in the 70s um, uh, when divorce wasn't common and I was... I was, my mum and dad got divorced when I was very young. Mm. And because of the colour of my skin, I was, I was very, I was bullied at school um, by racists. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I, nowadays it wouldn't happen, but I think working class Newcastle mm-hmm. in the 70s was, mm. it was quite a difficult place growing up mm. if you were anything other than white. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't, you know, it was it was tough, but it was one of those things I remember really clearly fighting with, with fists in the school play yard against these bullies. I'd never be a victim. I never wanted to be a victim. And I, I've, I've always taken that through to my, the rest of my life. Yeah. You, you have to face bullies face on and yeah. fight back mm-hmm. and, and not be the victim because otherwise they're just going to keep on coming back. And I think... I've taken that through all my life, mm. various different situations that I've got, you know, that, that have happened to me. I've, I'll, I'll always look and think, no, I'm, I'm a fighter in life and, and I'll get through things, through low points, um, and I won't let the bullies get to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So what is, would you say is your superpower? My inner strength, I think, my determination. Mm. And my, yeah, my, my resilience. 
I mm. think resilience is a, a very apt word today, it being International Women's Day again. But I, <laughs> I think resilience is a very topical word. And I yeah. think if I were to, yeah, my superpower is is my determination and my strength and resilience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if some people are currently in a mundane job or what they perceive to be a mundane job, um, and they are looking to find something meaningful to do, what would you advise them or what will be some tips you can give to those people? Well, I probably would tell them um, not to jump shit straight away because I, I see a lot of people that mm-hmm. don't think about, you know, you've got to be a little bit of a realist and think about all of your circumstances. But I'd certainly say while you're in your job, mm-hmm. think about all the things that you used to enjoy doing when you were a child, because that that's sort of the starting point, you know, before society, before your mum and dad tell you you need to go and study, before everyone says, well, this is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. What do you actually really want to do? And I think there's, you know, there's an innocence of, about childhood before everything else happens to you and if you go back to that and just write some of those things down and really try and get to the point where you understand what your values are in life we all have different values Mm. and I think if you can really work on what you believe your core values are and then think about doing something that really align with your values then you will be leading a purposeful life. Because yeah. if you're not aligning with your values, whatever you do will, won't work because some something else will get in the wide way. But if you align your work with your values, then you will lead a purposeful life. Yeah, yeah. It goes back again with what you said earlier. The, you know, we have to take this time, the time to find those things, you know. It yeah. doesn't come like that, you know. Uh, we have to take the time, make the time to go back and look at those things because sometimes it's so, you know, far removed that you can't even think about what you were passionate about when you were a kid because yeah, exactly. there has been so much layers of conditioning on the top of what you're doing that yeah. you can't even remember them so yes yeah, taking time staying still perhaps might bring them back actually yeah and mm-hmm. d- definitely some meditation um or just some nice walks and the countryside somewhere where you're getting away from being and you yes, just spend yes, some definitely. time now it's time to talk about money <laughs> you said earlier of course you know and we all know that money is not the most important thing but it is important so sometimes people actually find what they are passionate about but actually it doesn't pay well what's your perspective on that yes absolutely sometimes people uh, you know, as I said before, money isn't everything. And it, if money is one of your true values, then you need to find something that pays well. Mm-hmm. But actually, if you really look at your values, you may discover that money isn't up there. And to be honest, if you haven't built up wealth at this point or whatever point you are in life, or if you haven't, if your life doesn't show that money is important, then probably money isn't one of your true values mm-hmm. it's just something that that you know you need to come and to accept because money isn't intrinsic to everybody it, it is it, it just is everyone says oh 
I, I, I want to be financially free. Well, actually, only a small percentage of the population are financially free. Mm-hmm. And it's those that are actually motivated or have one of their key values as wealth building, and not everybody does. Mm-hmm. So in terms of finding your purpose, I would say, first of all, you have to find something that fulfills you because that will mean that you will last at that. If you can be, have some financial stability um, and that could come from another, it doesn't necessarily need to come from your purpose. It could, because you, I think there's two things, there's passion projects as we talked about before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's financial um, investments that co- could come from other things, stocks and shares, um, properties, uh, other areas where you can build up financial freedom that might not necessarily be your purpose, but it can fund what you want to go on and do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's it's taking a reality check and looking, actually, am I really motivated by money? Is money one of my key values? And if it isn't, okay, I need to then gain money in other areas to fund my purpose or to keep me going so I can concentrate on doing what I love doing. Mm, I love that perspective. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. Now we are coming to the last part of our interview, which is building a movement. So sometimes they say, you know, uh, um, I don't know who says that, but, you know, don't, don't create a company, but create a movement. What is your perspective on that? I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Um, I'm all about game changers and changing society and actually looking and thinking outside the box. So creating a movement for me means looking at things in a different way. So one of the things I'm about to launch, actually, um, is, is, is my own uh, show uh, on YouTube. And, and I want to create a bit of a movement behind that. And I'll be looking at at interviewing uh, inspirational people from a from a, a standpoint of, of changing society. Yeah. Those entrepreneurs that are game changers that want to shift the way that we think, that maybe think outside the box. So, yeah. yes. You're, you're going to mention that in our resource section, if, um, you know, it, when it gets ready to launch, so people can go and check that up. I will do, definitely, Francine. Mm-hmm. I'll send you the link. Mm-hmm. Uh, But yes, so I do believe in creating a movement. Uh, And I think it just means different things to different people. And everyone has their own movements that they may want to follow or may not want to follow. And it's not necessarily following the crowd, but it's creating Mm. something that's really true to you. Um, And and in my case, that would be people that are looking um, outside conventional society. Mm -hmm. Uh, By conventional society, I mean... Uh, we all live in, in 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 a sort of constrained rule box, sometimes that is quite constricted. And we've got a lot of entrepreneurs now that are looking outside the, those rules, mm. and looking at how we can change society because we are changing. We're evolving as human beings. You know, the whole of history has changed, and where we're going with life, with social media, with uh, technology is completely different to where we were 50 or 100 years ago and we have to keep evolving and changing uh, and where we are today I think the conscious movement um, is really taking taking course so yes absolutely movements are yeah. movements are very important 
Cool. I hope that answered the question. Yeah, it does. You know, it's your perspective and your perspective is always right. And tell me, how do you want to be remembered for, Sonia? How would I like to be remembered? I'd like to be remembered for a couple of things. I'd like to be remembered um, for entertaining people, uh, entertaining people, but also inspiring, motivating people to change their lives mm-hmm. and to actually just think outside the box mm-hmm. and to look at life in a different and have a different perspective on life and go live their dreams and do big things and not be constrained by fear. Yeah. I'd like to do that in an, I believe I've got, I'd like to entertain people in that way to do that. Mm, that's beautiful. If you have to relive your life again, knowing what you know now, what would you do and what you would you no longer do? Wow, that's, that's a difficult question, though, because knowing everything I know has come from past experience. <laughs> that it's is not. the trick, yes. People it miss is. that bit. <laughs> it is. And, and, and you know what? I wouldn't, honestly speaking, I don't think I'd... Re- I'd change anything. <laughs> and, and obviously, I, that's very difficult because it's not, we've all had different lives, but mm-hmm. would I relive anything? Of course, there are moments in life you'd, you'd want to forget or mm. move on from, but I've learned from them. And mm-hmm. actually, if you, I've really learned a lot from them and it's mm-hmm. made me who I am today. So I don't think I'd change anything. <laughs> I, I wouldn't change anything. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the next 40 to 50 years. Oh, yeah. Of the next chapter of my life and where that takes me. Exactly. Knowing what you know now, you are going to accelerate the next 40 exactly. years, of course. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's cool. So now, can you share some resources that our listeners should absolutely know uh, about how to, you know, do more meaningful work and live a meaningful life? Um, so some of the resources, uh, in terms of what, in terms of my own, uh, where I put myself out. Yeah. In terms of what perhaps you have read, perhaps some work uh, that you've okay. done yourself, something that people can refer to, um, you know, to learn more actually. Well, well I would certainly, I mean, certainly what's helped me is, is my per- personal growth journey. Mm-hmm. And there are various different people that, that, talk about personal growth and I think everyone would like different people I mean I, I for example turned I started with Tony Robbins he's mm-hmm. very easy to listen to he's very motivational mm-hmm. um, and I got a lot I did his UPW event which is like a mad rock concert that you you immerse <laughs> yourself for three or four days in this environment and it yeah. can be game-changing Mm-hmm. I've also done a lot of work with Dr. John Demartini and I mm-hmm. had an amazing breakthrough experience last mm-hmm. year and he really gets down to the core of your belief system and, and really helps you look at something that's happened to you in the past and how to realign that and how you can look at it and it, and it really did change my views of where I came from and, mm-hmm. and, and, and how I saw the benefits of certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I also listen a lot I, I like to do meditation and deep I find Deepak Chopra's work very soothing and very kind and uh really lovely to listen to yeah um and other than that I mean I fill my mind with I, I love podcasts <laughs> and listen to, to a lot of podcasts or YouTube mm-hmm. videos um so I, I tend to stay away from mainstream media 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we fill our heads with too much bad news. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think that's the best way. I think you could fill yourself with a lot of growth um, and learning. I think that's a lot better for you in terms of your soul than, than yeah. necessarily listening to mainstream media. Totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I listen to, I mean, Audible has become my best friend. So mm-hmm. I, I there is a few books. I would definitely say Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Yep, a classic one. Mm-hmm. One of the all-time classics. It's mm-hmm. an amazing book. Um, I just also finished the Wayne Dyer's Power of Intention. Mm-hmm. That's that's very powerful. Wayne, Wayne Dyer's mate was amazing. Yeah. Um, and 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 also, you know, in terms of marketing. Yeah. Um, and performance. I base a lot of my high performance coaching on Brendan Bouchard's. Mm-hmm performance habits and motivation manifesto okay great those are awesome resources that you've shared how can people reach you and learn more about you and your work so my website is sonya s-o-n-y-a mortonfirth.com and i guess francine do you put these in the notes because i'm going to put all, <laughs> i'm going to put all those links in the show notes yeah so sonyamortonfirth.com is my website. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn under my name uh, and on Facebook, The Sonia Show, and on Instagram, The Sonia Show as well. Mm-hmm. And I'll soon be launching, um, or I, I will have launched within the next few weeks, a YouTube channel, which is The Sonia Show. And I will be interviewing people very shortly. Ooh, that is awesome. Is there perhaps anything, a last parting advice that you would like to give to anybody who is trying to lead, you know, a meaningful life? I would say just go for it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If you've got a dream, if you've got something you really want to do in life, just go for it. Don't listen to your mind. Your mind will get in the way. Do what you really believe and go for it. And don't live life with regrets. Wow, that is so powerful. Thank you so much, Sonia, for being on this show and for inspiring our listeners with all your wisdom. It was a great pleasure to have you. Thank you, Francine. It's been lovely talking to you. And I wish you lots of luck and and success with your show as well. Thank you very much. The show notes of this episode of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life are available on my webpage, francinebelay.com slash podcast with all the references and resources shared by Sonia. Whilst you are there, leave a message in the comment section to let me know about your key takeaway from this episode. If you enjoy this podcast and want to show your love and support, Subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher or the app where you are listening to this podcast and leave me a five-star review. It will take you a minute, but it will mean a lot to me. So, uh, and help me know that it is serving people out there. As I said at the beginning of this episode, this is the last episode episode of the season one of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, but I am preparing a bonus episode um, for you next week. Just with me before we start a very exciting season two. 
I am sure you're going to love it. So I'll see you next week for this bonus episode. Until then, dream, act and make an impact. Lots of love.